Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have a homily for Sunday, April 23rd, 2023, and it features one of my favorite readings in the entire New Testament. Let's start our time together with a reading from Luke's Gospel. Luke writes, Now on that same day, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking to each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place, Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening up the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread. The Gospel of Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there. Today I'd like to invite you to recall what it felt like the last time that you went on vacation. Do you remember how it felt when you were packing up to go away for that last trip? Remember the excitement and the anticipation as you went through your packing list made sure that you had your tickets, sunscreen, and whatever else you might need. 
Now compare that feeling to what it felt like when you packed to come back home. They say that there's no place like home, and they're right, but coming home from vacation can still be a little melancholy sometimes. Today's gospel reading is all about different kinds of journeys. On the surface, it describes a physical journey of about seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. But on a deeper level, it also describes an inward spiritual journey. We see two pilgrims engaged in deep conversation, struggling to comprehend the events of that first Easter. By the end of the story, they would move from grief and bewilderment toward hope and faith. Along the way, they would have a genuine encounter with the resurrected Christ. Our Gospel reading for today describes Jesus encountering two people on the road from Jerusalem to the small town of Emmaus. We know that this event occurred on the same day that Mary Magdalene and some of the other disciples had found Jesus' empty tomb. Luke's Gospel tells us that the two were deep in conversation, going over all these things that had happened. In the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up and walked along with them, but they were not able to recognize who he was. This part of the story absolutely drips with irony. The two were deep in conversation about Jesus, and yet they didn't recognize him when he began walking alongside them. Jesus engages the two in a way that seems very casual, simply asking them what they are talking about. Astonished, they recount the events of the last few days. They conclude their description by saying that they had hoped that Jesus was the one to redeem Israel. It's in this one little comment that we begin to understand the depths to which their morale had sunk. They had placed their hopes in Jesus, and now he had been put to death. Their disappointment was real, and they were profoundly discouraged. They were so overwhelmed by grief that they could not recognize the source of their hope, even as he walked alongside them. Jesus responds by acknowledging their lack of understanding, but he neither criticizes them, nor does he abandon them in their grief and confusion. He continues to walk alongside them and gradually begins explaining scripture to them. The author of Luke's Gospel tells us that Jesus started at the beginning with the books of Moses and went through the prophets, pointing out everything in scriptures that referred to him, to Jesus. It becomes clear that Jesus understood himself to be the fulfillment of ancient scripture and prophecy, and he tried to impart that understanding to his traveling companions. The events of the previous three days were not to be interpreted as defeat, but rather as the stuff that confirmed Jesus' identity as the divine champion. When his companions still didn't understand what he had tried to teach them, Jesus joined them for a meal. He sat with them, prayed, broke bread, and fed them, and that is when the penny dropped. I don't know if you've ever had that experience of seeing someone that you know out of the regular context. If you've ever struggled to recognize a teacher or your family doctor in jeans and a t-shirt at the mall, then you might understand what these two people were going through. One of the most characteristic things that Jesus did 
all throughout Luke's gospel was to sit at a table and to share a meal with people. When the two people in our story today saw Jesus at the table, praying and breaking bread, they finally understood who he was. They recognized him in the familiar context of a shared meal. Jesus ate and drank with powerful people, but more often than not, he also got in trouble for eating and drinking with the wrong kinds of people, with sinners and outcasts. For Jesus, the dinner table was a place of equality, where he encountered people from all walks of life. Jesus didn't just teach. He spent time with people, caring for them and eating with them. In doing so, Jesus gave us an important model for what it means to be a community of faith. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus gave us an example of what we should be like as church. It means listening deeply and being attentive to each other's needs. Jesus didn't abandon people in their grief and confusion. He accompanied them through it. He journeyed with them from a place of darkness toward a place lit with faith and hope. This encourages us to be attentive to Christ's work in our lives, even when the days are long and dark. It also encourages us to journey with others in their grief and doubt. The Emmaus story also reminds us that faith is not simply an intellectual exercise to be grabbed with our minds. Jesus' traveling companions said that their hearts burned within them as he opened scripture up to them. They finally recognized him fully as they participated in the dinner table together. This reminds us that faith is a process that involves our minds, our hearts, and our practice of community. Our faith is only fully realized when we experience Christ in all of these three aspects. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to believe in you even when we are confused and struggle to see you for who you really are. You break the bread, we recognize you. You are the fire that burns within us. Use us to light the world. We pray these things in your name. Amen.